Welcome to the Not All Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 413. Today's show is brought to you by Air MedCare Network. As part of our Fitness Friday expert interview series, today's guest is best-selling author, neuropsychiatrist, Dr. John Rady. Associate Clinical Professor of Psychiatry at Harvard University, John Rady, MD, is an internationally recognized expert in neuropsychiatry and has published over 60 peer-reviewed articles and 11 books, including the groundbreaking ADHD, Driven to Distraction series, and Spark, the revolutionary new science of exercise and the brain. Chances are good that you or someone you know is dealing with anxiety. One in five Americans over 18 reported having a chronic anxiety disorder during the past year. Anxiety can increase a person's risk for other psychiatric disorders like depression and can contribute to diabetes and cardiovascular problems. One sobering study shows that people with anxiety tend to be more sedentary and do less intense forms of physical activity if any. That's ironic because physical activity and moving our muscles may be the single best non-medical solution we have for preventing and treating anxiety and depression. You know, it turns out that moving our muscles produces proteins and growth factors that travel through the bloodstream and into the brain where they play pivotal roles in the mechanism of our highest thought processes. That, of course, is our guest today, Dr. John Rady. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, Dr. John Rady. Dr. John Rady, welcome to the program. It's good to be with you this morning. It's good to talk to you, too. I have followed you for a while. I'm a, uh, a fan, I suppose. You, you probably have fans out there, but your book, Spark, is wonderful. I'd like to get into all of that with you, but I want to start with just kind of a general question. As a, as a neuropsychiatrist, what has been your career focus and the focus of many of your books? Well, I started off... Uh looking at aggression, uh, then through that got interested in attention deficit disorder, and uh, then through uh, my first adult ADD patient, uh, I learned about the power of exercise. Um, And so I had a, then a sort of dual career in uh, attention deficit disorder, and uh, always paying attention to exercise, and then that broadened into wellness uh, as uh, it became more apparent. Uh, but uh, to, uh, yeah, so I've I've had both both areas have been my major uh, research and and uh, and uh, clinical and professional passion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mentioned your book, Spark, The Revolutionary New Science of Exercise in the Brain, and it's so highly regarded. And and it really does deal with this issue of exercise, this notion of alternative treatments. And you refer to your work with ADHD, uh, perhaps the use of exercise to treat some of these conditions of anxiety and depression and others. What is it about exercise that's so helpful with these conditions of the brain? I mean, exercise isn't just for our bodies. Right. No, it, it really makes our brain hum. Uh, I like to say that, that exercise is 
a treatment uh, and, and effective for our brains and the uh, welcome side effect is the, the positive effect it has on our body uh, and muscles. Um, uh, you know, the, our brains sort of evolved uh, when we were hunter-gatherers. Our big brains grew big. Uh, we added on brain stuff, uh, especially the frontal cortex and the cerebellum. Uh, grew big as we were running around, uh, swimming, climbing, uh, jumping, uh, lifting, uh, and learning how to move better uh, as we were hunter-gatherers for all of six to eight million years. Uh, and that's when our brains grew. And uh, we grew to be the best movers. And eventually, as we expanded our numbers and began to use language, the areas of the brain that we added on to plan, to predict, to evaluate, to sequence, to imagine uh, in terms of which ways to move, uh, we began to use to talk with and think with so that our moving brain is really uh, the our thinking brain. And, uh, and this is uh, something that people don't get right away, that uh, if we move, we're using the same nerve cells, the same neurons in the brain that we use to think and uh, act in the world with. Mm-hmm. And with that comes uh, managing our, our moods and uh, our emotions, because that's a big part of uh, helping us... Uh, uh, live through the world and uh, and work with others, mm-hmm. um, and so, so this is this is the the real secret that our moving brain is really our thinking brain, and uh, with that, our controlling our emotions and are managing our emotions, I should say. As you use this term, hunter-gatherers, it makes me think of your most recent book, Go Wild, and you use this term in the book, Go Wild, about rewilding. And I think that's such a great term, but what what does the term rewilding mean with respect to our physical selves? It means really getting back to our hunter-gatherer roots, if you will. It's not just to be uh, you know, having a paleo diet and, and living out in the woods, uh, but really doing things that that we acquired, that we grew if, uh, when we were hunter-gatherers. Our genes are really hunter-gatherer genes because those our genes developed as our brains developed uh, six to eight million years uh, in the making. And we, it's only been 10,000 years since we haven't been hunter-gatherers. So our basic genetic prescription is hunter-gatherer genes. And we need to pay attention to that fact. Now, we know that the genes are acted on by our environment, uh, epigenetics, so-called. But we do have this basic prescription. And with that, to rewild our lives, we have to pay attention to what uh, our genes are expecting from us. Uh, That is, uh, you know, when we were hunter-gatherers, we were moving eight to 10 miles a day. We were sleeping in fits and starts usually, but 
sleeping about eight eight hours a day. We were always uh, mindful. We were always in the present, much more so than now. We didn't have cell phones or the internet or even stories that much that uh, the plethora of stories to to uh, guide us or to worry us. And uh, we certainly were connected, which is the huge part of rewilding is to uh, jimmy up our connections to make them more meaningful, more stronger, more broad. Um, and, uh, and then we uh, have the uh, whole issue of being in nature, um, that we have what's called biophilia. We love other beings, other living organisms, other living beings, and we get a lot of that when we're in nature and we're attracted to that. And it's something that, uh, you know, we, it, as a civilization, have sort of uh, gotten away from uh, a lot. Hi, it's Paul, and we'll be right back with Fitness Friday guest, neuropsychiatrist Dr. John Rady. Happy holidays, everybody, and we're listening to some wonderful, upbeat holiday music in the background. There's a lot to be upbeat about ourselves this time of year, family, our faith, and our health. And it's around this time of year that we think about healthcare insurance plans, renewal of insurance plans, and benefits. When it comes to benefits, dear Not Old Better Show audience, if you're like me, you often worry about healthcare coverage and benefits and the what ifs. What if the unthinkable happens? What if a medical emergency arises? And what if my insurance fails to cover the full cost? Well, you can worry less with an Air MedCare Network membership. That's right. Our sponsor, Air MedCare Network, provides the benefit of world-class air transport services to the nearest appropriate hospital with no out-of-pocket expenses. Best of all, it's affordable. Memberships cost as low as $65 a year for the entire household. Join the nation's largest air medical membership network like I did and secure protection and financial peace of mind for you and your family. Plus, right now, as a listener to the Not Old Better Show, you'll receive a $10 Visa gift card when you enroll in a new one-year membership. Visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash N-O-B and use the offer code N-O-B. You'll see links for all of this in our show notes. This is a benefit you and your family can feel very upbeat about these holidays. Thank you. And now back to our Fitness Friday interview with neuropsychiatrist John Rady. We are with Dr. John Rady. Dr. John Rady is an author and a neuropsychiatrist and focuses on the scientific evidence behind why maintaining a lifestyle more like that of our ancestors will really restore our health and well-being. Dr. Rady, what really, you're, you're such a pioneer in this, what started your focus on this area of brain and fitness? It started really with one of my first patients when I became a psychiatrist, uh, uh, someone who heard me speaking about uh, attention deficit disorder that I was looking at this uh, in, in a way that is something that could occur in adults and did occur. And, and so he wanted to come see me. And it turns out he was a professor both at MIT and at Harvard. 
and a marathoner all of his life. Well, he wanted to see me because he was having symptoms of attention deficit disorder for the first time in his life. And the story is that he was a marathoner his whole life and now had to curtail it a bit, or not a bit, but curtail it because he hurt his knee and was in the process of rehabbing it, but and it took a long time. And with that uh, came all of a sudden this onset of, onset of symptoms of his ADHD. And so uh, I tr- treated it with medicine, treated him with medicine. He, he got really better, and uh, but then he started getting back to running, and uh, I continued to follow him, and it, it was clear that he really didn't need the medicine anymore if he was running at seven miles a day. So that sort of wedded me to two, two parts of my career. Uh, one, looking at uh, ADHD, but also uh, realizing how important uh, movement and exercise was in terms of managing our attention, but also our moods. We, we were learning and our anxiety, uh, all that became then something that I always paid attention to. Well, I wonder if you'd give us some specifics and some details because our audience probably, we're not going to all be marathon marathoners, but how much exercise do we need in order to protect against anxiety and depression? And then how do we maximize really the benefits of the exercise that we are getting? Right. Well, uh, I, I think the, the Health and Human Services uh, has come out with saying we should be moving 150 minutes a week uh, divided up over the, the days, obviously. But uh, and that, if you followed that, um, if you if you exercised, uh, you know, uh, thirty at least thirty minutes five days a week, you know, you'd you'd be okay. Uh, and and by exercise, it 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 could and can mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it means walking. It means moving. It means gardening. It means doing housework. Uh, if people still do that <laughs> without the Roomba and all the other <laughs> right. uh, advantages we have today, but um, uh, just moving around, walking to the car, walking up and down the stairs, um, and and doing it, it, it with a plan that this is what you're going to do, and that's what one of the great things is the Fitbit or the uh, the Apple Watch or the mm-hmm. Garmin or whoever. That manages that measures our steps and 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 really is a guide for a lot of people. Oh, I got to get my ten thousand steps. Now, ten thousand steps is something somebody made up at one point. It's a nice round number. Doesn't really have a scientific basis, but it's a good it's a good start. It's a good way of saying, okay, you're you're mobile. You're you're up and moving and not sitting and 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 taking part in the sedentary culture that we have which is the biggest problem that we have in terms of chronic disease. 85% of our chronic diseases are influenced by our sedentary lifestyle. Some caused directly, uh, leading to, uh, uh, contributing to that which creates uh, our obesity crisis. And then with that, we have the incredible uh, really epidemic we have of diabetes these days, um, diabetes type 2. You know, it's uh, it's amazing. 
when I started in medicine, we, uh, as a medical student, we wanted to follow somebody who had diabetes type 2 because we didn't see that many of them. Um, there weren't that many of them. So we were, we were particularly acute in wanting to follow them. It was uh, like somebody, not a rare disease, but it was rarer certainly than today when you, you can't, you know, go into a, a drugstore and uh, see all these products for people with diabetes. It just, uh, and that's been in the past 20 years. And it's it's a big problem, and uh, and and so our sedentary lifestyle really pushes us towards that of heart problems and blood pressure and uh, and all the ravages there, but uh, and arthritis and 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 lung problems, all of which are made worse by uh, being so sedentary. So um, you know we we need to attack this head on. And uh, that's what I spent a, a good part of my life doing is talking to uh, the, uh, to schools and to school executives and to um, people in power to talk about, well, we need to really affect uh, the, the way we're uh, raising our kids. And the best place to do that is in the school um, to help them move more uh, because, one, it improves not only their behavior in the classroom, decreasing bullying, but also improves their test scores. And we know this. And so this is something that we're sort of relearning, that if we move, we're making our brain better, not just in terms of managing our mental health issues or our emotions, but it makes our cognitive operations, our thinking, our learning, our memory, our using our memory stores better. And we have so much evidence in this arena. Dr. Reddy, you um, were generous, certainly, in giving us the uh, example of your of your colleague, your patient, um, suffering from the ADHD and and then really overcoming some of that with, uh, with exercise. But I... I think the chances are pretty good this time of year that many in our audience um, are going to at least know someone who's dealing with anxiety uh, or, or depression. The, the weather changes and, you know, with the, the darkness in the skies, perhaps the darkness in mood occurs. But I wondered if you'd, if you'd give us an example of someone and, and talk a little bit about their success using exercise to combat anxiety and depression. Yeah, well, I have... It'd be sort of everyday kinds of things for people, but um, the um, one is a, a man who's in his forties, late forties, uh, who had very chronic depression, and uh, uh, medicine helped some, but not not very much, uh, and was really sort of uh, on a very low downward trajectory um, and uh, then uh, pushing him uh, to exercise he didn't like to go to the gym or uh, he was a history of uh, being a, an athlete when he was younger uh, but he started riding his bike uh, uh, mountain biking and uh, he found that uh, when he would bike he would be more positive, have more motivation. So he really got into it. So uh, 
and uh, was biking, you know, some days, two and a half hours uh, over the trails all over this area. Uh, and this led to a renewed spirit, a renewed uh, energy, not just to continue his, his riding, but also to think about doing things differently in his life. Um, also, weight loss and all that stuff comes with the, that kind of activity, um, which was, a, you know, he saw and I saw as a side effect, welcome side effect to uh, his exercise. Because, um, but you know, it, it really it it, it it brightens the mood. It decreases the anxiety and decreases the worry uh, with him. It wasn't obsessing about things uh, nearly as much and was able to then apply himself uh, more to life. Mm -hmm. That's important work, and, and, uh, and thank you for that. And thank you, too, for your generous time today. I know you're, you're very busy. We certainly appreciate the chance to catch up to you, but Dr. John Rady, thanks so much for being on the program today and talking to us a little bit about exercise in the brain. Well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed uh, the conversation. My thanks to the AIR MedCare Network for sponsoring the show today. And my thanks to Dr. John Rady for joining me. As always, my thanks to you, our wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Happy holidays, everybody.